Greetings again, everyone, beloved listeners. I am Ross Lawrence, your host, with my co-host, Brother Yadon, Ross Yadon is probably lying at Judah Society, Captain Azania, as he worked towards being here, Brother Yaniv, and my, he's going to be here with us, and my brother Baruch, newly beloved brother Baruch coming here, and I'm going to give him some great opportunity for him to introduce himself to our audience. He wants to share his journey for our collective development. So we don't talk, but we work towards building the future that we want and need. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Um, are you here, beloved brother Baruch and brother Yadon? I know he's here, Captain Azania. Are you with me? And also brother Yaniv. How's the technology? Yeah. Greetings, Brother Baruch. Yes, Brother Baruch, take the opportunity and and please, beloved, share with our audience uh, your journey, um, how you got to um, to where you are in this world, and what you're doing now, so that we can get utilize um, all of your skills for our collective development. Yes, brother. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I grew up actually uh, uh, knowing. Uh, Could you speak? Yep. Yeah. Church, there's a lot of falsehood being taught. There's a lot of lot of uh, um, 
I would say doctrine of devils and doctrines of men that is being spread out throughout Israel right now. And my job right now is to destroy the strongholds that's taking our people from the Christian doctrine and also false Israelite doctrines. Wow. So now, brother, how, how have you been doing that? Because that's a big plate. You have, you have a big um, table in front of you if you're going to be taking that task on. Yes, it's, 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 it's a lot. Uh, right now, I've been I've, I've done multiple classes. They have been recorded. Uh, I do need to put those teachings up on YouTube right now. But I actually I dealt with the congregation outside of Israel United in Christ. Um, you know, and exposing certain things. And you know, I, I got met with that rejection. But you can't argue. You can't argue with the scriptures. And I always say, man, off too short to box with the most high. So, you know, the thing is, with this, all I can do is, is um, give them the most high's word. Uh, and it's up to them to accept it or reject it. Just, you know, we pray that they pray to the most high that they do come to the realization and accept yes. know, the, the, the word of God. Yeah, one of the things that we say here is that giving our people and our community more choices is not for us to be controlling of what they do, but but giving them the choice to choose, which is a, one of the things that we as a people have had for a very long time, this issue of choosing. And yes, we might make some bad choices when we get the opportunity, but at least we need the opportunity and we need much more of it so that we can actually start to see um, from behind the curtain. Brother, you know... So I, I give thanks and I welcome you here, joining us to give us what that that process, that road that you've been on, um, to keep so we can continue okay. to go forward. You will say so, brother. Okay. Yes. So I, I give thanks to that. Um, it's it's um Black History Month, and I um I have to kind of give recognition of of it because we are the one that is in fact making that history. We as we are we are the living testament of those who are making history as we contribute towards making our, our, our world a better place, making our community that place that we all want and need. And I want to say, um, I, I for one appreciate you brothers um, and our, those folks who are putting in the work to bring in that change in. And, you know, as part of that, as you said, Brother Baruch, you, you're, you're, what part of you, what you want to give, give contribution to is removing the veil of these false teaching that has deceived us for so long that we are walking around in that um, desert another 400 years or another 40 years or, or whatever that number is. So I want to give thanks to that. And one of the things that um, Brother Yaniv and I was re trying, to, trying to let me understand, this issue of, 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 the, of the church of Christian, of what is a Christian or what is Christ. More, more correct. What is Christ? The, the foundation of the word and the historical relevance. And he, and he said that he had reason with you some on this issue. Is there anything that you could share with that other brother you could hear you could help help with this this conversation? Yeah, so that you know, we we've uh, I like to bring a scripture up as I can. Sure. This is the place. Uh, the book of Jeremiah chapter chapter eleven and verse nineteen. Um, because Psalms 83 talks about it talks about about the nations deceiving us you know coming to us cut them off from being a nation so what we have to what we have to 
realize and come to understand is that we relied, basically, we relied on the same people that oppressed us, that destroyed our identity to actually teach us. And that, you know, a man that hates you is not going to teach you the truth. He's going to teach you the exact opposite because we know as long as this man is keeping us deceived, as far as he knows, the thing is our kingdom is going to continue to reign. So he gave us this name, this false, this false, this Christ, this Aesus, this Jesus, this false name to push us further away from the most high. So uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 11 and verse 19 reads, But I was like a lamb or an ox that was brought to the slaughter, and I knew not that they devised devices against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree with the fruit thereof, and let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be no more in remembrance. So, when you look at the characteristics of a, a lamb or an ox, these are two animals that are very submissive. You can direct them into any direction that you want them to go, and they follow. So, be us being in a, in a destroyed and broken and docile state, we will follow where our or our presence will actually lead us. And they did this in the form of Christianity. They did this in the form of Islam. And the multiple uh, uh, doctrines or denominations that came along with Christianity. So it says, it says they devised devices. These are the devices that this man created against Israel. So just to be specific, let's say, say, let us destroy, let us destroy the tree with the fruit thereof. That's talking about Israel and the generations of Israel. Let us cut him. So you know that him is, of course, the twelve tribes off from the land of the living. Let us destroy his name, that it may be no more in remembrance. So that's exactly where we are right now today. Yep. We're not calling ourselves Israel. We're calling ourselves William Smith and Johnson. We're no longer following the customs of our people. We're no longer keeping keep the traditions or the commandments of the Most High God, but we're actually following the doctrines that our oppression has given to us. <clears throat> he gave us a false Christ and told us what? You are under grace and so you don't have to keep the commandments. So you got to really examine that thing. Why would the Most High, if he command us to keep the commandments, and our oppressor tell us that we're okay, we're saved under grace. We don't have to keep the commandments. That deception is a lie in Christianity and in all, all religions that has been used as a tool of deception for our people. Brother Yaniv, you, you wanted to say something towards that? Brother Yaniv? Uh, say that again? You wanted to say something towards that? 
yeah, I'd like to add in a, uh, it's a, it's a small insert, but it's going back into the, who we call uh, the time period called Hellenization. And I'd just like to read something about the word Christ and, and uh, just some uh, historical things you can, people out there, you can research it for yourself. Uh, and it's just for those who, who are searching. But I start off with the word Christos. In the Greek Septuagint, they use the word Christos. And the origin, we're going to look at some of this origin of this word. Origin Christos existed ages before Christianity was even heard of. It says it was it, it was found used from the 5th century B.C. by some Greek classical writers, the meaning of it being applied to both things and persons. It says uh, oracles was one deviation of that word, which was delivered by a pantheon god. Both you can study and look it up in the Greek-English lexicon. Uh, And it also, I'm just going down the line, uh, the later meanings coined freely from this primitive application and numerous and verified. It says pagan classics. Uh, Pagan classics express more than one idea. By the verb, consulting an oracle, for it also means fated or doomed by an oracle in the sense of a sacrificial victim to its decree. Now, to the word, Christianos, it is not only the seed of an oracle, but also an offering or for the oracle. Uh, let me also let me speed up and it says an oracle is also a god or a master and this is from the Canaans that they uh, were writing from in, in those times all all this is evidence that the terms Christ and Christians uh, originally uh, Christ and Christ and uh, Christos were directly borrowed from the temple terminology of pagans. So I had to read that, and and when you get into this Hellenization period, I want to go to um, um, the the scripture uh, in Galatians 5, verses 1 through 6. Galatians 5, verses... uh, one through six. Now, you know, during the time that these guys who were called Hellenists, they were very, very clever. And to justify the Hellenistic concepts of the new religion called Christianity, you can go all through and you'll find what we're getting ready to say. Baruch mentioned earlier in in Jeremiah, this is going to back up what he was saying. Uh, I don't know. Have you found that scripture? 
Yeah, yeah, that's the scripture right here. I'm here. Can you read that? You want me to read it? Yeah, one through six. Okay, Galatians. Hold up a moment. Okay, Galatians chapter five, verses one to six. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Verse 4 Christ is become of no effect to you. Whosoever of you are justified. Hmm? Hmm? Go ahead, keep reading. I just had this okay. thing. If you're following the law, then Christ is. Is, 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 have no effect for you, but keep reading and show you how they started justifying that Hellenistic mindset. Go ahead. Christ has become of no effect to you. Whosoever of you are justified by the Lord, ye or y'all are fallen from grace. Verse 5. So we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Verse 6. For in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Neither neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. That's verse 6. Now, all throughout as many scriptures, I'm just making a point for the sake of time. All throughout the epistles, you see references of things. If you're going to follow the law, then Jesus Christ said, you see this? You, you see where I'm going? So when you study and understand how they craftily, if Paul even said that, or Saul, Saul, or if he said it that way. But when these guys got a hold to these scriptures, they made sure to cut you off from living. You could no longer use, it's so much more I have to share, but for the sake of time, you could no longer use the word Yah or Yahuwah, or they would kill you. In the Sea of Galilee, they killed over 300,000 and threw all the bodies in the, in the water for using the term Yah. Wow. When you heard of Manasseh and her seven children, the seventh child, she was, you know, worried if he would be able to hold up and, and bear the, the, you know, the pain. And he looked at his mother and said, Mother, don't you worry, because we ain't, we ain't changed. They can kill us. Brother, Brother Yadon, you have any thoughts on, that, on this issue? You're from your work? Uh, yes, 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 yes. It's a very important subject matter. In fact, this is the type of subject matter that we really need to find opportunity to to grind on. Um, I agree with the brothers, Brother Baruch and with Brother Yanid in the fact that this idea of Christianity, and I like to give the qualification that I also gave when I'm speaking with um um, Captain Azania of the ISUPK, I would call it lost Christianity, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant Christianity, and whitewash Christianity. But as far as these scriptures being used against us and the ignorance of what these words mean or the true context of the words, that there is much to to be brought out. For example. This is kind of to summarize for the sake of time, as my brothers also did for the sake of time. The first quote that the brother
think that was Jeremiah chapter 11, chapter 11, verse 19. And he made a point of reference to Psalm 83. Now, these scriptures, I, 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 hold to, I, I hold that they are right and accurate when we properly interpret it. Now, I'm not saying the brother did not properly interpret it, but Psalm 83 is speaking of what the nations, these different nationalities and nations have done to the children of Israel, both the northern kingdom, called it the, the ten tribes, and then the last remaining, the Judahites, the southern kingdom, right? How they have sought to destroy the ethnic, the ethnic, the, we could say the seed people, the seed people of Israel. Now, when we get to Jeremiah, we can apply verse 19 to the same sort of thing that we have in Psalm 83, you know, by a point of reference. But one thing when we put it into context, here's the question I asked to my brothers. Before the white man, so-called, and the Romans, the Greeks and the Romans came along, was not Israel destroying itself? And I asked this question more rhetorically because in Jeremiah, a couple of verses earlier, Verse 17, it says, for the Lord, I'm just reading the English, you know, Yahuwah's of our old, as we would say, or others might say it differently, but he who he will be of armies, of hosts, right? It says, the plan to see has pronounced evil against thee, for the evil of the house of Israel, or the bait Israel, or the beta Israel, and of the house of Judah, which they have done against themselves, provoke me to anger in offering incense to Baal or to Baal. Now point this out because the context of the scripture of Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, remember, Jeremiah was thrown in a dungeon, a pit, by his fellow, if I'm correct, they were Judahites, because by this time of Jeremiah, the, the ten tribes already were out of here. They, in other words, we see from the point of view of Judah, they were already out of here. The last remaining was 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 Judah and Benjamin and and the and, and the Levites and some Levites are scattered off through Israel. So we had Levites and Judah and Benjamin was where the temple was set up and that was incorporated into 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 Big Brother Judah. So Judah had basically one tribe was two and a half, you know, roughly two tribes of Levites. My point being that before the white man or the Greeks even came along. We have so destroyed ourselves. My point being that uh, a, a scavenger, you know that a scavenger doesn't kill nothing, really. I'm not saying that they haven't killed our people, but just to make a point. A scavenger really doesn't kill anything. A scavenger comes along after the, the creature is either dead or dying. When the creature is dead or dying, the scavenger comes along. So the point I'd like to share with my fellow Israelites and my fellow Yehudi black Jews and my fellow people is that yes, the white man or the European in the New Testament sense took advantage right of this condition, this situation but it really begins with us it really begins with us and with our people because throughout Jeremiah Jeremiah was born in a pit and this is my, was my point to some of the the, the the, the Israelites of Ethiopia hating other Israelites. <laughs> the Israelites of Ethiopia being hated by other Israelites, right? And I, I, I say this because Jeremiah was doing in the pit because he was preaching and prophesizing a word about the destruction 
what about waiting for waiting for deliverance? What about this issue of translation that comes down that we are now sit, we have to sit and wait for deliverance? That's added. But that's, that's dealing that's with Hellenization of the churches is what we have to deal with. And understanding Hellenization. How many people even taught that in school? I mean, you. You're right. You're right. You don't understand the power of that. You, you don't the need power. the power. We're talking about Willie Lynch. And everybody that goes off to college talking about being a, 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 a Greek in some fraternity. And every system that's set up in America, I used to be a bailiff. And before, when they would, when we would call the people who they select to be uh, potential jurors, we had to play this video for them on the history of the courts. And they tell you, name out of Greece. Every city that you go to, every city that we go to, we have a, 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 a gym, a, a field where they play some type of sport. When you go into the Greek gods, you see all of these things prevalent today, the same as it was then. Everywhere they went, they built a gymnasium, you know. Everywhere they went. And also, you got to mention this, my brother. You got to mention that homosexual practices of the, uh, and, and the Greek culture was associated with the gymnasium. It wasn't that you just visit a gym and work out in, in, in the way that people uh, allegedly work out today. But that homosexual practices was a part of that because the gods, the Greek gods, according to their own testimony, were a bunch of freaks, weirdos, and homosexuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you you imitate the kind of god you worship. If your god is a freak, you'll be a freak too. And that's where all of this stuff about what is that, orgies and all of this stuff come from, you know, or at least they they took it to another level. But you know what it comes down to, brothers and sisters? It really comes down to understanding the language, the linguistics. It really comes down to language and linguistics. For example, when they say, you'll be justified. What does justified mean? When people say righteous, what does righteous mean? Because the same Bible in the New Testament says that a righteous man, a righteous person, is is, is scarcely saved. In other words, to imply that even for a right, a righteous person is like somebody who hasn't been, who hasn't been charged and, and adjudicated as a criminal. In other words, in our law, when it says righteous, unrighteous, what is that based on? It's based on whether you have committed a crime, you violated the law, the Torah, right? Or you didn't violate the Torah, right? Now, some people might violate the Torah, but never got caught for violating the Torah. The Almighty knows you violated the Torah, but man and, and people never really caught up to you and point you out, and the elders in the community you know, agrees that, yes, you violated this. In other words, a lot is put on certain type of words by the Christ and Christos. If I didn't recognize it, even the Bible itself says that we have found the Messiah, the Messiah. Even that word, Messiah or Mashiach, was Greek eyes. In, in, in the version that we have in the, in, in the King James Version, it says we have found the Messiah, and what does it go on to say? Which is being interpreted. Get that right there? So even if we take the book in its sense, the literal sense, as written, the book is telling us in the New Testament that these people had found the one that they know from a Hebrew perspective as the Messiah, but because the majority, a lot of the people, wasn't 
the Hebrew ground it, they had to interpret it in a, it's like right now, if I say, we have found a Mashiach, right? I heard of some brother or sister who don't know what Mashiach means, right? They might have heard it, but they don't know what it means. I said, oh, 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 okay, we have found the anointed one. The anointed one. So in this original use, it took on that idea for, for the people. But coming down to us in, 20, in 2021, in 2021, listen, I know people, I'm one of those people who like certain, certain um, what do you call it, Shakespeare, right? Literature. I like literature. I like reading. I like literature. I like how ideas are expressed and what ideas can really mean, right? So if you read Shakespeare right now, Read them back in 16, 17, whatever, 100 years, right? Make this. You have to first get schooled on how they use the language. We're reading 1611 King James Version. V and thou. Right? What's the difference between V and ye? Most people know that V is speaking to one person and ye is speaking to many people. I'm just using that as a, as a real example because if we're speaking Hebrew, the Hebrew has two different, two different terminologies. Brother Baruch, and, 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 it's very clear for us to understand. So when somebody gets into Shakespeare, like if they really want to learn Shakespeare, Shakespeare will sound like, 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 like uh, what they call it, river rabble. It, it will sound like, it will sound like um, um, babble. Yeah. Unless somebody says, okay, the reason why they're using this word, because in their time, when they use language, it meant this. So if we're in 2021 and we're reading the same KJV Bible, right? Who explains how the, how this thing was translated? But does does so the, when we first found the Christian, when we first brother, brother, the, the, the Nazi, brother, any brother, does brother Baruch have a thought? I didn't know. If, I don't want him to 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 be shy and not take it up. Right, right, right. Apologies, 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 No problem. Brother, Brother Brooke, you have any thoughts on this? And don't be shy to jump in. These are not brothers who are shy. Oh, no, I, 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 I'm enjoying it. I'm, 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 I'm listening and uh, sucking everything in. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I'm looking at this thing, too, just, just, think, just like the brothers are uh, bringing out the, the terminology and the, and, the, and the cultures and the word changes in there. But what we have to understand, too, is that our writing, everything was taken from us, and, I, and, and it was studied very well. So they honestly knew that a part of destroying us would be destroying the, the name of the Messiah, Yeshua, and giving us a, a false name, such as uh, 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 Christ or Christos. Yeah, they knew. They very well they were right. doing the Hellenization period. Right, that was a part of the uh, uh, of that deception. So, I mean, these are things that we what we've been learning what in the, in the, within maybe the last fifty years uh, uh, of calling the, the you know the correct name, and a lot of us are holding on still to the name of uh, the, the Jesus Christ or, or, or you know, but sure, sure. calling the actual name. Should we we be working towards judging one or seeing seeing each other by our deeds, not necessarily by the the name that ones and ones are calling us, that one have to measure one deed, their action? 
because in in this uh, in this time the difference. Then two go together. Then they go together. When you think they go together? Well, there's a lot of us. We recognize that we're, we're, we we're get, the Hebrews and we're the Israelites, well, right? Well, there's we recognize. Well, this book is. Uh, well, we are waking up. Documents that was ours. We are waking up from the, the long <laughs> sleep. So because we are waking up from that very long sleep, we don't necessarily have. You know, we, we this this fraud been going on for a very long time. Some of us, this is a way of life. So as we wake up and become who we are, or who we're gonna be, then we have to define for ourselves. We have a lot of words that we have to we have to find historical um, correctness or historical truth to it, and go back to the laws. And as we go back to the laws. The only way you're gonna recognize each other is by who those who are practicing it, not those who come with this. Because a lot of people are professional so we, wordsmith. We have not respected, uh, 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 we have not respected the prophets whom Yah said. And if we, uh, I get respect to Paul, but let's be real. I, he was not a prophet. Those were letters. Those are not books. As Schofield went and studied in the Holy Land. They took his 19, I think, 1963 book off the shelf. But in there, he called uh, Schofield, the study reference by uh, uh, replacement. Uh, and it was, that was the one that they tell us to study from because he, he called this Babylon, you know, as a European to say that. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, Schofield yeah. study Bible, yeah. Yeah, he took one of them off, and, and Schofield said this. There was 200 books by prophets that were not even considered in this. Now, we all know that the Ethiopian scripture is the oldest uh, Christian Bible that's living. And they have 84 books. So even if you take the Apocrypha with 12, where the rest of From 6 yeah, one of our, yeah, Now, he uh, said it's over 200 books, and the brothers in Israel who've been there those that are avid studiers, they all say the same thing. And it puts this into confusion. The creator, put it this way. If you read this, and they've managed to create confusion. And you can look at the, the Old Testament, you can't argue. But in the New Testament is where all, all of our toughest fight with our people is dealing with this. How about this, my brother? How about this, my brother? If we remove from the New Testament, because you know who did this? Who's that, who's that president that, um, what's his name, Jefferson? Jefferson wrote a Bible or something like a book where he didn't like all the historical things, you know, all the Israelite things and everything. He just liked the sayings of Yeshua, you know, of Adonai, of our, you know, of Yeshua. He, he liked the saying. So what he did is he created a Bible. This is actually, you can look it up, he created a Bible which took out everything other than, like, the red letter part. You know, the red letter part of the Bible and everything, just to have the saying of Yeshua. So now, if we take all the Old Testament quotes and references out of the Bible, the New Testament, the New Testament, you know what you would have? <laughs> That's a good way to approach the New Testament, our New Testament people, because they're talking about like the Old Testament, and even that part right there, even that part right there, where they say that Paul said about like about about the law is done away with. He's talking about certain ordinances.
example where the Almighty chose to put his name because there was already the prophetic word that that heaven and earth, which the temple represented from a Judaic perspective, heaven and earth would be destroyed. So approaching a New Testament Christian, a black person, so forth and so on, that want to reject the Old Testament, just show them the countless verses. Just get a few of the verses where it's the Old Testament. And so you said no Old Testament, so let's take this verse out. Let's take this verse out. In other words, to show them just logically the dependence of the New Testament, right? That's called the New Testament on Old Testament scripture. You made the point last week, and even I think the week before, you make this point often, my brother, you need, you say that, you know, the, the, the New Testament, when they call it scripture, in that time, the people that they known as people in the New Testament time who are quoting scripture, when you say the scripture saith, the scripture saith is not written in the scripture, where is that coming from? How many times are the ones they call Jesus Christ, or Jesus Christ, they say Jesus Christ, or Zeus, Zeus, Jesus. You know, I don't know how to get J-E-S-U. I don't know how to get a Z and an S. You know, and I say J-E-S-S-E, you don't say J-Z, you don't say Jesus, you say Jesse. So I don't know how to, even that right there is not in the word, J-E-S-U-S. If you read it properly, you will not say Zeus, you say Jesus. I, I 
really, I don't know. We wasn't back there in that time of Paul, but I, I just couldn't imagine someone saying that they're sent by the creator. And in one hand, he telling you to do this. But here again, they had to throw that term in law. But you got to understand, Christianity is not ruled by law. They will, I don't care what we talking about. They will tell you. That's the law, that's the law of the most high. That's the law of the most high. They will tell you that you can by grace. And, and, and if you ain't talking about Jesus Christ, you understand how they entered and infiltrated our minds? So I understand. I understand what they did. Because all of those verses, whether Paul wrote it or not, the, the, the problem is it's caused a lot of confusion and people to argue scripture. Can you argue this? I mean, they do it anyway because of this Christianity stuff, but in the days of Yeshua, you couldn't argue when the Shabbat was. Because they've been doing it for I don't know how many years. But under this uh, last uh, enslavement, uh, uh, uh. under the last enslavement, as it said in Deuteronomy, it says it's going to be far worse than that first Egypt. When he laid out what was going to happen to you, did it not happen? That's true, that's true, yeah, because they just wanted to destroy Jerusalem back in that siege. Now they want to destroy our our soul. Now they're, you know, they're seeking the destruction of our soul, you know? Because it's talking about an end of time for their rule. See, the 50 years ago, we had, I mean, that's why we wasn't talking the way we talking today. Uh, 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 now that... You Thank you. 
yep. or right back into Jeremiah uh, uh, 11. Even though, you know, we know that there was a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, idolatry that Israel was dealing with at that time. But we still have this right here in Christianity. Christianity, the same thing we mentioned earlier. Christianity is teaching us what? To depart from the Mosai's laws. It's teaching us to do everything contrary to what the, what the, the Mosai is telling us to do. We're not using Babylonian words anymore. We're not using the terms of Jeremiah. But again, I quoted Antiochus. It has taken us in the 10,000 years. We're still calling Christ and Christianos today, or Christians. Now, what is the origin? Did it come from Israel or did it come from Greece? That's true. My brother, what's the quote quote in from Maccabees? Maccabees, uh, Maccabees one or Maccabees two? That was uh, that was Maccabees six and one. Second Maccabees six right. and one. Second Maccabees six and one. Right. Yeah. And, and there's many verses uh, like that in, in, in the apocrypha when you saw some of those writers of those times, and those brothers really stuck together under Hebrew law. Now. I'm not, when we're dealing with Paul, the reason why he's beloved and taught more so by Christian faith than anything else, whatever they did when they wrote it, it always points back to grace and if it's not called Jesus Christ. See, these are the two things we're dealing with in the Paul doctrine. What I don't what I don't understand. And you always we always have to put truth in it. Now that's how Satan come in the door. Could it does it have to be a deception? Because if everyone is gonna become either you know, I don't know, preacher or a disciple or they're gonna become a prophet, they have to go out to all corners of the earth, which to each different community and different type of people who are not Jews or Hebrew or any of these original faith, but they're going out and spreading the gospel. And if they're spreading the gospel to these people, then they are going to figure it out. Maybe the situation is that this the original gospel that we are connected with ha- and what they're doing now has nothing to do with us. It's not a, de- it's not a deception that they're doing. It's just that we are reading their books and we are not reading our books. We are just alienated from, from the original. And I agree. I agree with you, but first, the children to whom the book was written of have yeah. to get their right. act together first so that they can be a light unto the world. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Brother, before you go out and preach anything, you know, before you become a disciple or a prophet, no, 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 no. First thing you have to be is taught. See, see, in the early days, as, as I have studied and, and seen the truth in this based on the New Testament, it was Jews, black Jews, Hebrews, the Israelites, those that Israelite seed that was going out to find other Israelites and coming across other people who were, who were favorably inclined to the gospel of the kingdom of God being preached and proclaimed to Israel. But it was us, it was our people that were schooling other people. What happened is after the martyrdom and after they got a hold of it, you know, the whitewashers and the rest of them, then they really took it over and they manipulated Paul's writing. Because they see, Paul, Paul reminds me of, of, of our Judaic people, of even like, like we talk about in Judaism or you know, the Jews, the righteous only came into 
Paul right here, where the Gentiles, other nations are one. And here it seems to be true Paul right here. He says, for I speak to you Gentiles, you who have other nations other than Israel, called Yisrael. He says, inasmuch as I am an apostle, I'm sent of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. Right? He goes on, I want to get to the epicenter right here. He says right here, and if some of the branches be broken off, he's speaking about the ethnic people Israel. And thou, speaking to these foreigners, other nations, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them. Wait, hold on a moment. Paul is clearly saying that the Israelites are one group of people, and there's other people who are being grafted in among them through this part Christianity and all the rest of that, right? And with them, partakers of the root. That's the root. The root is a child. The root is Israel. And fatness of the olive tree, he's telling them, He's a minister, according to the Bible, Romans chapter 11, he is saying that he has been sent, right, to, to carry this gospel to other nations, and he's saying that there is a real olive tree, the natural olive tree, and these other people are wild. The nations are wild. And, but they can partake of the root and the fatness thereof. He's saying, boast not against the branches. The branches are us. We've been broken off, and right now we're in a period of time where we're being grafted in back to our root. He says, but if thou boast, he's saying, but if you want to go on and boast that we're white Christians, Israel is no more, the church is a new Israel, and all that counterfeit doctrine, he says, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou will say of them. This is what they say of us. The branches were broken off. Look out to the Israelites. They broke, they worship Baal and everything. Look at the way in slavery. The branches were broken off that Adam might be grafted in. Is that what they say? They say because Israel went astray, we now are the new church. La, la, la. Or the new Israel, they say. He says, well, because of unbelief. He says, because of our people's unbelief, of lack of faith, they were broken off. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And, and he says, thou standest by faith. faith. Faith is just a proclamation. Faith is just means you admit something being true. Well, it's true, it could not be true, but, you know, for example, I'm sitting in a chair. I have faith that the chair is not broken. If I, if I knew the chair was broken, you think I'm going to sit in it? No. Right? Yes. It's so, not high-minded, but fear. He says, um, if, if Elohim spared not the natural branches, or the natural branches, it's, it's, it's the black and the brown Israelites. And Israelite. He says, take heed, lest he also spare thee not. He's warning them. It's almost like saying where we're at right now. Because right now, we are being broken off. These wild olive trees, and we're being grafted in. He says, behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of Elohim. Now, when Paul says this here, he was speaking about our Jewish, our Judaic teaching. Right? Because at one side of the most high, there's that goodness, but at another side, there's severity. He says, on them which fell, speaking of Israel, severity. But we've gone through for the past 400, maybe 2,000 years, severity. But toward the goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, if they didn't continue in goodness, they made up a counterfeit doctrine. Otherwise, thou shalt also be cut off. Well, I'm going to leave it right there. Yes, beloved. The point it, is that even... The Paul that we have in this translation is making a distinction between natural Israel. Yes. So the Israel, he says, brethren, you know, brethren who are who are who are like him, you know, of his it flesh. Is, it is clear. And, and these other people who are not of his flesh. 
it is clear that we are um, who God's chosen people. What do you know about God and his chosen people? It is clear that we are on a path of rediscovery. And I really want to continue to appreciate um, you, beloved brothers. Um, we're coming up on that time. Could ones and ones please share with ones and ones how to touch base during the week when we are not at the station, but we are here in the world doing our duty, getting down and stop talking, but doing the work, putting in the work when we are, when we we're doing it. Please, um, brother Yadan, share share with ones how to get in touch with y'all. Go ahead, Brother Yaniv or Brother um, yes, Baruch. Yes, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yes, this is Brother Yaniv. Uh, you can also find out what is going on uh, with the brothers in uh, Hebrew brothers that are existing in, in Israel and abroad at thekingdomofyah.com. And they have the latest uh, teachings and information that, that's going on with, with, uh, with the community. Thank you. Yes, brother. Brother Baruch? Yes, this is Brother Baruch, uh, out of uh, Houston, Texas. I can be reached at 281-413-7234. Contact me and I don't answer. Please leave a message. I I do work a lot, so please make sure you do leave a message. Uh, Also, uh, my email address is Baruch. Israel12 at gmail.com. That's B A R U C H I S R A E L 12 at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. Brother Iadonis. Yes, greetings, greetings. This is Ross Iadonis, the Iden here, the Lion of Judah Society. We can be reached as you have a call number, leave a message, or Communicate, you can hit us up on the WhatsApp as well. But the number is uh, 646 494 2388. That's 646 494 2388. Our main web hub is RastafariGroundation.org that you can put LOJ Society or Lion of Judah Society within the search and can get our links. We got a YouTube channel, Rastafari Sabbatical by Sabbatical, like not Yeah, that's the number right there. 
and, and number. But give thanks. Give yes, thanks. Give thanks. Um, and then, we need to get into the subject matter. We need to have a whole hour, uh, two hours or something. Yeah, you know, know what Let me, let me, let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, that's a, you need, you need more. a lot of historical. Oh, yeah, we are, we are uncovering. I could see the, I could see the work. To, to light on that issue for another day. Let me let me give um, Brother Captain Azania, who I hope have his health, um, contact information and, and how one could see him. He's at 864 South Avenue in Syracuse, New York. Once someone could find him directly, working, putting in the work. Um, WWISUPK.com or on his phone number there is 315 one eight two six. And once could you know reach out to him. He, he loves for you to to watch. Um, you know, command in general. Um, Johanna is 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 at Black Watch on um on YouTube. Black Watch um nine p.m. Monday and Mondays and so forth. Please check him out. The beloved brother who put the works in. Yes. I, again, brothers, I really appreciate as we continue to reclaim our heritage and get back on path redeveloping and rediscovering and start to build the institution that we need for our liberation. So I want to give thanks and I say blessing until then. Blessed love everybody. Tell a friend to tell a friend that now you have choices. Blessed love. Right.
Push up on no 